everyone. This is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Welcome, everyone, back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you all with me today once again, and I am just absolutely tickled to get to recap this Sunday, today's service at my church, Hope Apostolic, because some of our best friends in the whole world were with us, and so I want to just shout it out here at the very beginning of the episode that I'm going to get to recap a message from one of my dear friends, Brother D. Stone, who is a youth pastor, but he's also our national youth director. He is a business owner. He's a dad. He's a husband. So many um, titles that he holds, but he's also a great man of God, and he spoke a word for our church today. So I want to say before I start that there is an episode coming out this Thursday. I'm going to talk about what it means to prophesy and what prophecy looks like in the church today, but then um, the bulk of the episode will be talking about some of those Old Testament prophecies, those Old Testament messages that pointed to Jesus in the New Testament. Such a timely topic coming up on the Easter season, Resurrection Sunday coming up. So you guys tune in on Thursday to hear all about that. And for now, let's jump in to today, this Sunday. I want to start just by saying that I'm so encouraged by what God is doing in His kingdom, what He's doing in His church. Actually, leading up to this morning, we've been in services for the past several days at the Deeper Life Missions Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. It was so good, and there were missionaries from all over the world who came and spoke and shared what God is doing in their churches um, all over the world. And if you have a chance, definitely go check out those services. They were live streamed. You can see them on Facebook on at First Apostolic Church or on their YouTube page, First Apostolic Church in Nashville, Tennessee. They live streamed those services. So if you're interested in hearing about what God is doing in different countries and hearing from some missionaries, I feel like that's something that the church doesn't talk about very much. Um, just what's going on in other parts of the world. It's really easy to get, it's really easy to feel very alone, Um, not just like personally feeling alone, but even within your church, feeling like your church is the only one, um, the only church out there. And whenever you get a chance to go to one of these conferences, I think this is an experience that I've had growing up and Maybe sometimes I take it for granted because I know that I've talked to so many people who have not had this experience. So let me just put this out here. It has been it has been an experience in my life um, growing up being a pastor's grandkid and my family being in the ministry that as long as I can remember for my whole life, we've been going to these conferences and we travel and we go to other churches and it's just such a huge blessing And it's such a great reminder that we are not alone, that there are so many people who are out there who are serving God, who who are living for Jesus, who um, are doing his work. And when you go to a conference like the Deeper Life Missions Conference, you realize that the Lord's not just working 
in my local church. The Lord's not just working in my hometown. He's not even just working in my state. He's not even just working in my country, but he's working all over the world. And we serve a great big God who can do that. So it was just really cool. It's such a blessing to be able to experience that. And also just to get to see some of my friends from other churches. I mentioned earlier, um, of course, the Stone family, getting to see the Lizenbees from Plainview, Arkansas. But just get so exciting to get to see them. And there's just something really special about being with like-minded believers, being with people who uh, share in your passion and your love for the Lord and for the ministry. And it's encouraging. I think that's what I the bottom line here is that it's just so encouraging. And so I'm saying all of this to say, if you ever have the opportunity to go to a conference, to go somewhere with your church, but to go somewhere outside of your church, um, just to meet people from other areas, from other walks of life who serve the Lord. It is such, it's really cool. It's such a great thing to get to do. I, I really encourage you to do that. So um, let's fast forward to this morning at Hope. It was so good. I'm honestly, I'm just really in awe of what God is doing. I, I guess I'm going to start kind of at the end. So I did um, the altar call this morning. I, I, yeah, at the end of service, I sang and played piano for the altar call, the invitation, if you will. And I was just looking out across our church and so many um, just full pews. And that's a really cool thing to see. But just so many faces I could just see on people's faces that the Lord was dealing with them and that the Lord was speaking to them. I mean, just tears in people's eyes and people nodding and just in agreement with the word of God. And I don't know if I was like just seeing in the spirit or just, I feel like the Lord allowed me to see that how many people there were this morning who are just engaged and who are there to hear from the Lord and there to worship the Lord. And it felt so good to be just a part of the body of Christ, I just felt so encouraged. And I keep thinking, I thought about it when I was talking about missions conference, and I thought about it just now talking about our service this morning, the scripture in Psalms that says how good and how pleasant it is when the brethren dwell together in unity. And that just, oh man, I'm just so encouraged by what God is doing in his church. And we sang, let's, well, I'll, rewind back to the beginning of the service. We sang um, a lot of songs about the blood today. And as I was getting ready to do this recap, I was reminded about um, a few years ago, I was talking to a girl from work and we were just talking about our church experience growing up. And she said, um, she's someone who doesn't go to church anymore. I don't know that she even is a believer anymore, but she was saying that she remembered growing up in church that the church always sang so many songs about the blood and she had made the comment to me about to me about how creepy it was she said just really weird when you think about it how we go and we go to church and we get together in a group and we sing songs about blood the blood and this morning we sang like a old school medley nothing but the blood there's power in the blood i know it was the blood 
And then we sang a newer song, Thank You, Jesus, for the Blood Applied by Charity Gale. Um, I Will Rejoice, which talks about that there is a fountain full of grace. Uh, you know, there's a fountain filled with blood. And then um, the old chorus, For It Reaches to the Highest Mountain, that talks about the blood of Jesus. So, so many songs that we sang about the blood. And Joseph made mention of this during our service, like, why? Why do we sing about the blood? And I just thought about that conversation with my friend from all those years ago. To someone on the outside looking in, it probably is really weird and really creepy that we sing songs about the blood. But I thought about this verse from Hebrews. It's Hebrews chapter 10. Um, And I'm just going to start with verse one. I'm going to read a few verses and I'm reading from, of course, the ESV as I normally do. But Hebrews chapter 10 verse one says, for since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come instead of the true form of these realities, it can never by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. And so the writer of Hebrews here, let's just pause. The writer of Hebrews here is talking about the law of the Old Testament that was given to Moses and that he gave to the children of Israel. And they followed the law for hundreds of years and they would make all of these sacrifices. And he says that the law was just a shadow of of the good things to come. And that's kind of what we've been talking about in our other episodes lately, how the Old Testament It really just pointed to what Jesus did in the New Testament. But he said, you know, they were going year after year and had to make these sacrifices for atonement of sins. But the scripture we just read said those sacrifices that were continually offered every year could never do. It could never make those people perfect. So it couldn't do um, what Jesus did. So verse 2 says, otherwise... Would they have not ceased to be offered, since the worshipers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have any consciousness of sin? So if those sacrifices really did work, they wouldn't have had to make them year after year. Verse 3 says, But in these sacrifices there is a reminder of sins every year. But this was the verse, verse 4, For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. Skipping down just a little bit, um, the second part of verse 9 says, He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. And so that's talking about his blood. His sacrifice is what covered our sins once and for all. And that's why we don't have to make sacrifices anymore. He was the final sacrifice for sin. And so when we sing about the blood of Jesus, we're not just singing about that physical blood. We're singing about what happened when he shed his blood. And it's that he covered us. He covered our sins and he was that final sacrifice so that we can go to heaven so that we can have a covenant relationship with him and we don't have to make those sacrifices anymore. Man, I could just, I could keep talking about that all day, but that, 
that's just <laughs> was our song set, and it's so good. Um, we, but I'll move away from that. Maybe I'll, I'll have to come back to it in another episode or something. Um, so let's just talk about the rest of service. We had some other things that we did today that were super cool. Uh, my brother-in-law, JJ, is going on Tuesday. He's actually going on a mission trip to South Africa. He's going to be gone for 10 days. So we had special prayer for him. And if you listen to the podcast and you know JJ, definitely be in prayer for him over the next couple of weeks. He's going to be ministering in South Africa. We're praying that God would, um, he's going to be ministering to ministers as part of it. So we're praying that God would just, um, lead and guide and give direction to these ministers so that he they could be more equipped to meet the needs of the people there in South Africa. But we also uh, know that there are going to be some baptisms and things while they're there. So we're praying that God, there would be just a great revival of souls. We also gave honor to um, our church grandmama. Um, so my grandparents were the pastors of our church before Joseph and I started pastoring. And so my grandmom and granddad, um, now they are our bishop. And um, we call them the church grandmom and granddad. But um, it was my grandma's birthday yesterday, and so we honored her. And so I'll give her a shout-out today on the podcast, too. Happy birthday to my grandmama. And we had some more special prayer, but um, we had Brother D. Stone, who I mentioned earlier, was our special speaker And it's just really cool how God works. And this is how we know that the Lord is speaking. Um, And he does this time after time after time, that God will give a word to a minister. And it's really cool um, when someone is doing the work of an evangelist. So they're coming in and they're preaching maybe at a different church that, you know, they don't pastor there or anything. And um, the Lord will give them word. And it's really nerve-wracking. So I've had to do this before, go preach at a different church. And you wonder, like, is what I've got to say? Like, maybe it doesn't make any sense to you when you're going to preach it. But then you get there and you find out things like that the people in that church are going through. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, my goodness, now it makes sense. And so that was kind of the situation this morning that Brother D had a word for our church And then when he got there and we were just having conversations before church, it was confirmation is what we call that. It was confirmation that, hey, the Lord had actually given him a word um, because of some of the things that um, I personally can speak that my family has gone through over the past few months. But I know that so many other people in our church needed to hear this message as well. And so we talked about being directionally impaired, which stepped on my toes because I am directionally impaired. He gave uh, several examples of um, like needing directions to go somewhere and how some people will be like, well, you go north, south, east, or west. But, um, you know, there, uh, I think there are a lot of us who we know our directions by landmarks. And, um, that's me. I think it's part of like growing up in the country. I'm like, you're going to turn left at the barn or you're going to, you're going to look for this big rock, you know, or you're going to look for this tree that splits down the middle and that's where you're going to turn. You know, like you look for landmarks when you're giving directions. Um, but he talked about how you will eventually come to a place in your life 
where you're going to be on your knees and you're going to be asking God for direction. Where should I go from here? What do I need to do? God, please lead me and guide me. And it was just so good um, because I think so many of us, if we're not there right now, we have been there and um, or we're going to be there eventually where you're asking God for direction. I've definitely been there and um, I, I am there in some situations in my life right now. And he talked about how much we need a pastor in our lives to show us um, the way to go and to give us some landmarks in the scripture to follow And I just thought that was so powerful. And we've talked about that on the podcast before when we're reading the Bible, you know, that sometimes there are going to be things that we don't understand. And one of the greatest resources in our life is the man of God, a pastor or a minister in our life that we can go to and say, help me to understand these scriptures, someone we trust to rightly divide the word of God. And, um, He talked about how we don't need to take it for granted that we can come to church every week and that we can open up the word and that we can get direction. And so I think um, church can really be that landmark for a lot of us that it's somewhere that we can go and we know that when we're there that the Lord can speak to us, whether it's through the minister and through his word um, or through a song or or just literally speaking to us. when we're there in his presence. And as he was speaking, I kept thinking about this scripture and I believe it's in the book of Isaiah. Let's see. I'm going to look it up really quickly. It's in Isaiah 30 verse 21. It says, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. And I have returned to that scripture so many times in my life because I think in our relationship with God, there is a delicate balance between um, following, you know, taking a step of faith, like stepping out. You think about Abraham, who God told him, look, you're just going to go and you're going to go wherever I tell you to go, just go. But he didn't give him any directions. And so many times in our life, that's the case. But then there's also times in our life when he does, God does tell us specifically what to do. And most of the time it's through his word. But I just kept thinking about that verse. And I think that's the great thing about God. Sometimes he gives us direction. Sometimes he just tells us to step out in faith. But in those times that he tells us to step out in faith, he's always going to confirm it. He's always what the scripture said. You're, you're going to hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. And it was some great advice that I was given when I was a teenager that, You know, if you don't know what to do, just do something. And if it's the right thing, you're going to have confirmation and the Lord's going to say, yes, this is it. This is it. And if it's the wrong thing, then you can always stop and go back and start over. And, you know, I understand that there are some decisions that are really big decisions and you can't do that. You know, it's too risky to just go for it. But sometimes um, that's what faith calls us to do is just to take a step and to trust that the Lord. You know, I will share this. Um, When Joseph and I got married, we came from two different churches and we prayed and prayed and prayed about um, where we would go to church. And the Lord never really gave us 
an answer. Uh, Joseph specifically, and he has shared this before, so I don't think he'll mind me sharing this on the podcast, that he prayed and he never heard like an audible voice saying, go here or go there. But at the end of the day, he decided that he would never ask me, his wife, to do something that he wasn't willing to do first. And so he made the sacrifice to come and to join me um, in the church that I had grown up in. But after he stepped out in faith, there was so much confirmation. It was literally like this verse, whether you go to the right or the left, you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walking in. And I think so many times throughout the rest of our life, we have heard the voice of God saying, this is the way, this is the way walk in it. Um, this is where I have taken you. You know, you're you're going the right direction. And that's just the kind of God we serve, that He confirms that for us. So, back to Brother D's message. Um, he talked about how someone, um, maybe you've been called to give someone direction. Maybe you've been called to preach a word or to give a word. That someone is depending on your prayer and your direction. And he shared Psalm 48. Um, verses 12 and 13, 12, 13, 14 says, walk about Zion, go around her, number her towers, consider her well, her ramparts, go through her citadels, that you may tell the next generation that this is God, our God forever and ever. He will guide us forever. Wow, that is, that's such a powerful scripture that we're going to have, sometimes we might have to walk through things. Sometimes we might have to go through things, but it's so that we can tell someone else that look what God did. Look where God took me. He guided me every step of the way and he'll do the same thing for you. So um, someone in your life could be looking for direction and you might have that word that you need to give them. And then um, let's see, there were just a couple more things I wanted to share. He said, maybe you're following the wrong person's directions. Maybe you're following someone so closely that you could wreck your life. I thought that was a really good point. Um, So maybe that's what you need to hear today. He says, maybe you're good with directions, but you have a listening problem. And he talked about listening to the Lord. And then he said, maybe there's just too many distractions in your life. And that's something I've experienced before while driving. I think you probably all have experienced it too, that sometimes you're driving somewhere and then you just get on autopilot. Um, We've done this so many times because Joseph used to work in Nashville And we would be going somewhere maybe for date night or for church or something, but we would just be talking or listening to a song or something. And next thing you know, he was going to work because he was just on autopilot. He wasn't paying attention to where he was going. And that's happened to me before. Um, And sometimes that happens in our life that we're, that we're on a path and we're just so distracted by so many things that we find out we've just been going through the motions instead of um, really listening for where God wants to take us. And, you know, that's kind of my big takeaways for today. This, sorry, this recap was a little longer than usual, but um, I felt like all of that needed to be shared. And so um, let's just, I'll just wrap it up with this. Um, Where is God leading you? Where is God showing you that you need to go? Maybe you know that you're right in the center of God's will, but maybe you're um, in a place of waiting or feeling like you haven't heard from the Lord before. Um, Someone told me once, if you feel like you haven't heard from the Lord, that you're not hearing from Him, then go back to the last thing He told you. Um, And have you been doing that? 
And I think that's just really good advice. Um, we all need direction at times. And so, um, man, it just goes right along with like the theme of this podcast of being a Bible reader and uh, digging into the Word of God. That's where He gives us direction. And we all need that. Um, so I'm encouraging you today. Here's how I'm going to wrap it up. I'm encouraging you today to get on your knees and pray that God would give you direction. Dig into his word. If you're not reading the word of God, you're not going to hear his voice. That's the bottom line. And get yourself into church where you can have a pastor who will speak um, direction into your life. And I'm thankful for all the people who, who have done that for me. I'm thankful for my pastor. It's my husband, but I'm thankful for him. He speaks direction into my life. I'm thankful for people like Brother D who speak direction into my life. And I have so many more people who do that. Um, and you need those people too. And so I'm praying for you that um, you would be able to find that. And I'm believing that you will. Hey, it's me again. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Also, would you consider leaving a review or rating it? I would really appreciate it. It helps the podcast get into the hands, the ears of other people who need to hear about the Word of God. And if you've listened before, you know how I like to end every podcast. You are a Bible reader. You can understand the Word of God, and you will be changed by what you read. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.